Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mackie ended up with Rami. A so, buffet of butt sweats. <laughs> TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. That's right. All sports talk shows make predictions. We keep track of them, hold each other accountable for them, then make more predictions. We do it every Friday here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. It is called Write That Down, and uh, it is hour number two. A little later, we will talk with Patrick Royce at about 540, as we do every day. But before we get to writing down new things, Phil Mackey in Washington, D.C., Judd and I back here in our TCL broadcast studios, has the accountability session ready to go. Mackey, how do yes. we do this week? All right. Well, I, I feel like every week it's been mostly terrible. In fact, I think this is this is the worst year of prediction batting averages that I can remember since we started doing this segment a few years ago. Uh, the listeners have been leading the batting average race for about two or three months now. So let's start with the listeners. Uh, Dale in Connecticut, he said the Twins would have fewer wins in 2019 than they did in 2018. That's wildly incorrect. Awfully negative from Dale in Connecticut there. Not sure what that's all about. Uh, Mark L. said if ESPN keeps Joe Tessitore as the play-by-play announcer for Monday Night Football, they will choose from one of these three as Jason Witten's replacement for color analyst. Lewis Riddick, Joe Thomas, or Dan Orlovsky. It's Booger McFarlane. We let that play out just in case they made more changes to the booth, but it's Booger McFarlane. Uh, but we had two correct listener predictions. Nate B. said Mitch Garver's going to hit at least 25 bombs. And Jim J. said the Twins will break the Bomba record by the end of the day on Labor Day. And uh, they, they did it way before that. Uh, I said incorrectly that the Twins would break the Major League record before the end of Labor Day as well, but I also said it would be Rosario that breaks it. So That was was wrong. Uh, I said at the beginning of the year the Twins will win 88 games or more. That's correct. And uh, this one came across here in the last 24 hours. I told you guys a credible story will be written about friction between Derek Carr and Antonio Brown before December. Well, two reports came out in the last 24 hours. Number one, Antonio Brown has unfollowed Derek Carr on Instagram and has not refollowed him yet, even though he refollowed the Raiders. And apparently, according to an ESPN report, Derek Carr told management he's comfortable with the organization suspending Antonio Brown if that's what they decide. 
Thank you. I will take the point. Yes, I gave it till December, but I think you deserve that point. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. Right. Happened before week one. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Judd has one out there uh, that there will be a yelling match of some kind between Antonio Brown and John Gruden, but it won't happen until week eight or later. So, Judd, you got to hang on for dear life here. Oh, it's they com- might not make it. Judd, you should have said, you, you said Mayock instead of Gruden, then you would have gotten that. Yeah. Point. Or yeah. just left it vague. Somebody just said some authority figure. Some, some authority figure. That would have been, been a bunch single, Rami. Uh, so, Judd, you did correctly say that Miguel Sano would hit 25 or more home runs for the Twins this season. So that's good. However, you said Jonathan Scope would hit the record-breaking bomba on Sunday yep. to left center field. I remember that. Yep. Uh, he actually came. He he was in the, in the on deck circle, and then they pinch hit or arise for him. Uh, you said the Vikings will keep Bailey, Weil, and Vedvik after final cuts. They did not. Oh, Vedvik, doggone it! Okay. Mm. <laughs> at, at, <laughs> well, I came close because well, Weil too. No, Weil counts. He he got let go on Sunday. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah he yeah, made it through right. final cuts on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you also, at one point in the last month or so, you said Kyle Sloter will make the Vikings roster out of training camp. No, then he couldn't shut up. <laughs> if he had just kept his son, you should have told him. I know, if he kept his mouth shut, he'd still be on the team. You Has said... there a discount on Sloter House t-shirts, by the way? <laughs> no, because he took them to Arizona. There's probably a discount on the purple and gold ones. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they just purple and gold red. on his website? I thought they were. Yeah, they are. They're purple and gold. They're, thir- they're 30 now instead of 35, Rami. <laughs> they're purple with, uh, it's like a Waffle House sign, so the, the tiles that the letters are written on are yet are gold. Uh, dump them in red paint. <laughs> and then this like is that. Judd's final prediction that came off the board. I just have to ask uh, a question. Do you guys think the Twins will lose every single game the rest of the year, or is that unlikely? Probably unlikely. Probably okay. unlikely. Because they have 87 wins right now, and Judd has them going, at the beginning of the year, you had them going exactly 87 and 75. They would have to lose 22 consecutive games for that prediction to hold true, so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna buzz it. Well, oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. What if Barrio starts every single game from now until the end of the season? Then we'll give you a grand slam. <laughs> They'd have a fighting chance. All right. All right, Jonathan, you correctly said the Vikings would cut Vedvik, so congratulations. Uh, but then you said they would break the record, the Bomba record, against the Red Sox, and it would be a, a home run over the Green Monster. Well, they didn't even come close nope. to taking the record to Boston. You said the Twins would sweep the Tigers over a four-game series. That did not happen. Manny said Vedvik would be the Vikings' punter in 2019, but not their punter in 2020. Incorrect. Uh, Rami, you said Vedvik would win the kicking job this year and will be the kicker and punter next year. Did I? <laughs> yeah, you did. I said that? Yes. I got to stop drinking on the job. <laughs> it was a state fair. It's all right. Uh, however, Rami said the Twins would break the single-season home run record by Sunday. They did. You said Kyle Sloter will not be on the roster for kickoff of week one. And you said the Twins would take... At least three out of four from the Tigers. They took exactly three out of four. That's, so that's a good correct. week. That's nice. a big week yeah. for Ron. Yeah. There we and, go. Well and there's one on the board here we need a ruling on from you. Yes, and I win. This, this has to be an honest answer. Uh-huh. You said by the end of the fair, you will have at least one pair of shorts or jeans that no longer fit. Two. Two. One pair of shorts, one pair of jeans. Are you wow. serious? I'm wearing, well, they fit, but not, no, not no. like, no, no, no. If you go back and listen, I said most of my jeans fit pretty loosely, jeans and shorts, 
But if I have to suck it in to get the button oh, closed, no. then that counts. No, no, and no, I have no, I had no, to suck no, it no. in to get into these jeans today. Go listen to the tape. That's what I. That was that's, my qualifier. That's nebulous. That was my qualifier. You can listen to the tape. I was very specific I am about invoking, what I meant. I am invoking the Carl Anthony Towns will be the man rule here. <laughs> Pull the tape. And, no, and, no, and nullify. There was, nothing, there was nothing vague about my prediction. I was specific for a reason. Pull the tape. I said I might have to suck it in to get one or two pairs of jeans or shorts on by the end of the state fair. So, and so I we, have to, we have to go Leslie Frazier on this. We have to look at the tape. I think Rami's an honest guy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for Rami on this one. Thank you, even, Phil. Even though I'm 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 the one one of the ones chasing Rami in the batting title race here. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote on Rami's side here. And I think if anybody votes against me, we have to pull the tape to see what exactly okay. I would my, like to pull the tape. Prediction was I would pull like to tape. I would like to pull the, the tape and if we need to do this, actually come back to it next week. Pull the tape. Okay. Well, the, the quick vote. So I vote I vote to just give Rami the point. We mm-hmm. have a Judd pull the tape. Jonathan pull the tape. Uh, so. Basically, we're pulling the tape. <laughs> I mean, like, man, if Manny votes on mine, we're pulling the tape. Yeah, right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll and for the, the record, I say pull the tape. Pull, okay. pull the damn tape. Pull the damn tape. So with that, the listener batting average is 340 on the season. Rami, your batting average is just under 300 Ooh, now after a hot week. Nice. Judd is at 292 on the season. I, Phil Mackey, am at 250. Jonathan's batting 231. Manny, let's see, the uh, uh, guests are at 227. And Manny, you are at 167 on the season. Let's start with Judd Zolgad and go around the room. I'm going, predictions each. I'm going with the three-pack of Vikings predictions since Sunday is opening day for the Vikings. Starting with this one. Dan Bailey will not miss an extra point or field goal attempt on Sunday. Dan Bailey will not miss... An extra point or field goal attempt against the Falcons. He's going to be okay. perfect going into the game-winning kick, and Judge is going to be sweating. Well, well Judge going to be sweating anyway. Yeah, and I and I can't lose then. It's Sunday, so because if he makes it, great. And if he doesn't, okay, I can handle that. Too. Good content either way. Exactly, Jonathan. <laughs> Write that down. Very good. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. All right, Jonathan. I'll follow suit with the Vikings prediction here. Kirk Con- Kirk Cousins fumbles this weekend. <laughs> I mean that's that's a single, right? He's I'm okay with that. Like a fumble a game. Okay, I'm okay with that. They're I mean, not all it's... created equal, though. No, Kirk. Yeah. Now, in, <laughs> Same, and, they're and, not and all created he, equal. In which guard is he going to throw under the bus for not <laughs> jumping on the ball quick enough? Josh Klein. No, he has butt sweat to blame it on. Now, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. There he laid the foundation for that one. Right. Write this down. All right, Manny. The foundation Hill. of butt sweat. <laughs> Manny. Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins will throw for at least 250 yards on Sunday. Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay, well, I, th- I feel like Manny needs to get some hits on the board here, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, he hey, he failed to throw for 250 yards eight times last year, so it's not. It's kind of a 50-50 And now he's got he no will. chance, and you just predicted that. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> Rami? Dan Bailey will miss at least one field goal or extra point kick this Sunday. <laughs> Pull the tape. <laughs> Are you just going to vindictively go after Judd's predictions now after he has uh, called Maybe. the people? Yeah, we're in the same studio. There's a lot of nasty, nasty glares going you on. You followed me on Twitter earlier. I followed man. you back. Oh, okay. Then we're cool. I, I got tired. It didn't create any controversy at all. We're cool. All right, write this down. Okay, all of you and the twins were promoting this as it's the biggest series of the we biggest series of the season. Wow, the Indians are in town. Like, the Indians are like a game from being mathematically eliminated. And you got a problem with sake, Dustin, okay? not us, man. And it's not the I'm biggest. On us. I love Dustin. But listen, let's hype October at this point. 
Write it down. The Twins will put a stamp on this division by sweeping the Indians this weekend. Mm. A clean sweep for the mm. Minnesota Twins. They will be up 10 games in the loss column after this series is over and nine and a half games in the division. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dan. Judd. Kyle Rudolph will catch the Vikings' first touchdown of the season. Hmm. Okay. Kyle Rudolph okay. will catch the Vikings' first touchdown of the season. Very important, though. I didn't put the game on it. Okay. <laughs> hey, that is a veteran move. By just in case, write that down. Just in well, case it has to happen in like Lambeau Field or something. You've learned your lessons over oh, the years. Write that down. I've learned a lot of lessons, Phil. Write this down. All right, Jonathan. The Vikings will beat the Falcons by no more than seven points this weekend. What's the, what's the spread on that game right now? I have no idea, to be honest. Hold on, let me get my Star Tribune Sports page out so, so my partners in <laughs> studio can all laugh Phil, at before, me. Before the show started, Judd was trying to make his picks for the uh, quarterback cesspool <laughs> challenge and feverishly paging through this today's sports section and grumbling under his breath, why isn't the NFL schedule in here? <laughs> Vikings. They should just put. They should just like use a page in the Star Tribune to say, if you want the schedule, just go to the internet. If only like, there was somewhere else you could get that. I don't. I. I understand Judd's frustration. There's just nowhere you can get that NFL schedule. Vikings by four. <laughs> there. See. That's good. All right. All right. Over to over to Manny Hill. Write it down. You like writing things down. Adam Thielen will catch the first Vikings touchdown this season. Write that down. You I'm gonna like, put the game on it. Nope. <laughs> I'm under attack today. Write that down. Is it on me now? Yep. Dalvin Cook will score the first <laughs> touchdown for the Minnesota Vikings on a run or pass of 20 yards or more. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. okay. I'm like feeling it. myself. I'm hitting 300 I don't now, have I guess. Well, remember that, Dan. All right. Uh, speaking of Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook. I, I don't know if he's going to play all of the games. So I, at first I was going to put 16 games played in my parlay to go for a home run. I'm just going to give you a three-stat parlay here for Dalvin Cook. He'll finish the season with at least 1,200 yards rushing, at least 50 catches, and at least 10 total touchdowns. Woo. Dalvin Cook, 1,200, Woo. 50 catches, and 10 total touchdowns. He's got to play a lot of games for that to happen. So we'll see. Write this down. My final write that down for this Friday the Vikings, now, now I'm on record as saying that I think the Vikings are going to win 10 games, but to cover myself for this exercise, the Vikings will win 10 or more games this season. Okay. So just in case they exceed that, I think they will get to at least that, and I think it'll be 10, but the Vikings will win 10 or more games this season. Okay. Write Jonathan it down. Harrison. We like writing things down. Stefan Diggs will score the Vikings' first touchdown this season, and it will come within the first five plays on their first drive on Sunday. Oh, wow. Okay. For a guy who's listed as questionable, I love that. That's a, that's definitely a home run. If, if you connect on that one, that's for yeah. sure a home run. Yeah. Write that down. Right, Manny Hill. <clears throat> that could be a street close. Grady Jarrett will have at least a half a sack on Kirk Cousins on Sunday. <laughs> half a sack? Well, if he shares it with somebody, I mean, I got it. I mean, if, if I say, if like much man, well, yeah. well, listen, I mean, if, if, if I say Grady Jarrett's going to get a sack on wow. Sunday, he could get a half a sack and that won't count. So that's a guardy. Write that down. Right. Yeah, right. I, I, I love the strategy baseball. here. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Half that's, a sack. That's, that's a genius. Write that down strategy. You're trying to get the average to 200. You don't want to get caught with the, uh, the technicalities. Right. I like it. Cause if he only gets a half a sack, then it's not going to count. <laughs> All right, I want that hit, Damn it. The Minnesota Twins 
will win the division no later than the end of their game against the Kansas City Royals Friday, September 20th. Okay. Fair enough. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. And write this down. The Minnesota Vikings will start the season exactly 6-2. and two. Exactly 6-2. and two. Okay. I think they're going to win 11 games on the year, and I think they start hot. There's a couple couple questionable games in there, but I'm going to wow, say exactly so you're saying six they finish 3-5? and five? No. What? No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, 5-3. and three. <laughs> Remember when you were doing your MyPillow ad and yeah. you said, don't do math on air? Yeah, yeah. don't do math on air. That's my understanding. 5-3. 5-3. No All right. You're close. I'm so that, confused. That is write that down. Let's not make the uh, punishment for quarterback cesspool challenge math of any kind, please. <laughs> You're doing the ACT. <laughs> yeah. You're 100% doing the ACT. <laughs> Just the math section. Your punishment must be more severe. Yeah. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, that is write that down and an accountability session. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North, scorenorth.com, and that nifty, handy-dandy, totally free for now Score North mobile app where you can stream us live, you can get rewards for streaming us live, you can download and subscribe to all your favorite podcasts and listen to them whenever you damn well please. Leave us your five-star ratings and glowing comments because we appreciate those. And did I mention it is your one-stop shop for all written content from scorenorth.com, including a column from Judd Zolgad who uh, wanted to prove Phil Mackie Wrong that holding kicks wasn't easy. Yeah. So uh, he went and dived deep into the process of long snapping and holding kicks for a field goal or an extra point. So check that out on the Score North mobile app. We brought back the quarterback cesspool challenge in the uh, first hour of the show today where we try to pick the worst quarterbacks week to week. And we decided we would do week to week punishments for whoever does the worst at being the worst. Does that make any sense? And uh, you guys have been very helpful. You've been very helpful with your suggestions. This is amazing. All right. I also have a website open here from uh, gridironexperts.com, suggested fantasy football punishments that we can read through. Ooh, okay. But here's some of the ones that, that Twitter followers uh, at Score North, at Rami is tweeting, at Phil Mackey, at Jay Zilgad are sending in. Uh, someone says here, stand next to the light rail station in the corndog costume for an hour. And he says, holding a sign that says free corndogs. But I think we could even get more creative with what the sign says. Just standing outside, out front, because we have a light rail station right outside our building. Or ride the train wow. in the corndog costume. Like for an hour and, straight. And you just and have you, to ride it. You just have to ride Hours the train. Straight. And you have to walk up and down. And <laughs> like you can't just sit and hide in the corner. Like You have to walk up and down and get out. <laughs> you realize if you get Ask out for of the train, the stick on the bottom is going to get caught in between the train and the platform, and you're just going to oh, it's going to be life threatening, which yeah. is going to make it even funnier. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Yep. Uh, Chance tweets in. He says uh, Mackie or Rami has to wear a kilt during the four to six p.m. show. <laughs> and why do I think Rami already has a kilt? <laughs> <laughs> why isn't Judd included in that? First of all. And he's included in the next tweet. And secondly, uh, I believe kilts I like are it. traditionally worn without underwear. They are. All right. Really? Yes. I Dad, we don't that. stream the show anymore. Free flowing. <laughs> that could be really embarrassing. <laughs> or, or not. Or not. Yeah. yeah. Depends. Yeah. Depends who you are. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, the other suggestion from Chance <laughs> is have Judd perform a three-minute comedy routine on the air. Three minutes like, like, like would minute st- be a long time, Rami, right? A three-minute stand-up routine on the air. I mean, I mean could, yeah, if you've never done it, three minutes is an eternity. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I've never done it before, yeah. 
Well, what considering a- we're the only ones here to laugh at the jokes, it's going to go a while. Yeah. His- well, that's. I mean, would it be a better punishment for Judd to do it from the comfort of a radio studio where he's been working no, for I think- like eight years, or, or go to like Acme Open Mic? I was going to say Judd should have to come with me to an open mic night and perform uh, it there. That's yeah. a terrible idea. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> then if I'm going to do that, then I want you to move off some of the things that you won't do. I'll exchange. All right, here's another one. This one, actually, this was a finalist for one of our season-long punishments a couple of years ago. A sexy calendar shoot that somebody would have to do. Oh, oh for the ESPN idea, right? Shoot. Didn't Golik do that? Didn't yeah. Mike Golik uh, Sr. do that? Yeah, I think so. So that could be that could be important. And then Brad tweets in uh, Judd for a punishment would have to drink a white claw. <laughs> now that for a weekly punishment, that's actually pretty good because I have stayed away. And by the way, have you been tempted at all? If if Judd did that though, wouldn't that be a, one of your guys write that downs? I think Phil, you had yeah. to, you had to write that down that Judd would drink one by the end of the year. Oh, that was, yeah. that was at the state fair. No, it's uh, by, by the, the end of the, the calendar year. year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so a pretty if good you one. Lose, by the way, what what is this deal where there is apparently a white claw shortage nationally? Apparently, yeah, there is a is uh, this? national white claw shortage. Darren Ravel tweeting claw, about this. Claw Life Chronicles right now. Darren Ravel tweets <laughs> with white claw apparently in a shortage stage. So this must be an ongoing Darn. problem. I don't believe it. How could it be happening? I don't even understand That's it. That's what I'm saying. I don't believe it. Remember a few years ago, there was the chicken wing shortage right before the Super Bowl? And then one year, there was like a Velveeta cheese shortage no, right before the Super Bowl? Just, no, I don't. You're saying this is just a marketing ploy by yes. White Claw to get more people yes. to buy White get Claw? Get it while you can. Yeah, it's a classic marketing scheme, which I'm fine with because I want White Claw to do well because I want them to keep being available to me. It's a fad. It's Have you been fad. tempted at all? No. Not even a little They're bit. In my house, and I'm not tempted. Mm. I don't drink wine. Oh, they're, in, they're in your house now. Dawn likes White Claw. Yeah, he said that before. Oh, so, yeah. wait, so you've you've never been sitting around alone yep. Thursday night. <laughs> yep. You open the fridge. Maybe you're low on beer. Maybe you're out of beer. Got a robe on. Chest hair in play. Yeah, you've never going. you've chest never made eye contact. <laughs> you just ruined White Claw for me. <laughs> you just gave me the best drop ever. You've never made eye contact with a uh, grapefruit White Claw and licked your lips and said, "All right." I'm going to wrap my jaws claw right now. I have, and then my beer in the fridge says, but Judd, honey, I'm right here. And I say, <laughs> I would never stray from you, my dear beer. This is so healthy. What is going on to the show? And then, and then I go and I get my beer, my Surly, and I'm very happy. But no, I have looked a white claw in the face <laughs> and said, I will I I can't do this to my surly. I think what has to happen is we gotta we gotta take Judd out. We gotta take Judd out for we'll we'll have a little little show meeting over drinks. And in order for me to win the write that down point, when Judd's not looking, I have to swap out his I pour his beer out or chug it. And then pour some white claw in a funnel into the bottle of beer so that when he takes a sip, I win the point. I don't know if that would be, I don't think that's a spirit to write that down. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there's no rules. If you drink a white claw, you lose. No rules. I thought it meant that I had to. When you're drinking claws, Judd, and that includes write that down. But I do think for, for the challenge here or for the punishment for the losers of the cesspool quarterback challenge, I do think that having to drink a white claw is not a bad weekly punishment. No, for a weekly punishment? At work? Or we'll That's a pretty... Well, yeah. I, I don't care, sure. <laughs> it's one white claw. What am I going to do? I, I can't crush the Crush the can up off your head. I am intoxicated. Hey, can, I, can I ask Rami a question here about sure. Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. So it's been, it's been my opinion... i enough of that. Sure, let's go. 
That's why your honest opinion here, because it's been my opinion since the day he was drafted. There just seemed to be a lot of Christian Ponder qualities about him that he just like he's he's was probably drafted too high. He uh, he's mobile and and uh, goes first read and then gets nervous and then runs all the time. And I'm watching him like this is his third year, right? This is his third year in the NFL, but his second year with a real coach in okay. a re- in a real system. All right. But last night. I don't care if you're going through a new system or you've got a new coach. You're you're a first round draft pick quarterback, a high high draft pick quarterback, and you look that nervous and uncomfortable, and you're getting off your reads after after like, oh, here's my first receiver gone. I'm going to run, get nervous, flush out of the pocket. I guess my question to you is, or my or my statement to you is, prove me wrong that he's not Christian Ponder. I don't. He, he feels like Christian Ponder 2.0 to me, and he doesn't strike fear in me at all. If I'm if I'm the Minnesota Vikings, I didn't see Christian Ponder enough to know if your if your assessment is is accurate or not. But here's I'll say three things about about Mitch Trubisky. First of all, just like I tell Vikings fans not to judge Kirk Cousins on the money that he gets paid, don't judge Mitch Trubisky on where he was drafted. I don't think that's fair to Mitch Trubisky. I don't think they should have drafted him there. A lot of Bears fans agree with me, but at the end of the day, he doesn't need to be a number two pick quality quarterback for them to be legitimately in the Super Bowl conversation because of the defense that they have. So that's the first thing I'll say. Second thing I'll say is I do have concerns when it comes to Mitch Trubisky, and I have, I would say, a lower ceiling than what the Bears are probably thinking he has when we talk about the development of Mitch Trubisky, but it was just one game last night. That's just one game. I don't think that's an accurate depiction of what we're going to get from Mitch Trubisky throughout the season. And it was a game against basically a new defense. Because I know it's Mike Pettin's second year there. But Mike Pettin got a lot of new toys to play with. And he's a guy who doesn't have a set system for his defense. He will change things on the fly week to week. And certainly season to season to cater the defense to the the players and the pieces that he has, which I think is an ingenious way of operating. It's what Bill Belichick does. I don't know why more teams don't do that. So I'm sure that what Mitch Trubisky saw on the field last night had very little in common with whatever they had on tape of a Mike Pettin defense. And on top of that, that's that's an, a much better defense just from a talent and personnel standpoint. So it was... It's that's that's a tough way to start the season, and and those are tough circumstances to succeed under. Could he have? Yes. Was I disappointed? Yes. Am I panicking? Do I think the season's over and Mitch Trubisky is a bust? No. Okay. Joe, where where are you at? Um, I think I think he's Christian. I I I don't think like he's very could, good. But if you come out in your third year and you look like that in your first game, like uh, you don't did, have it. Did you see see the quote from uh, Packers cornerback Tremont? Williams yeah. about Mitch Trubisky. This to me, this to me is internally what every team that plays the Bears is going to say. Quote, we wanted Mitch to play quarterback. We knew they had a lot of weapons. We knew they were dangerous. We knew all of those things, but we knew if we could make Mitch play quarterback that we'd have a chance. I think internally that's what every team that plays the Bears, because that defense is still really good, is going to say. That Mitch Trubisky is going to be their Achilles heel. And if you... It's not that he can't make some plays, because I think he can, but uh, I do believe that the Bears' downfall is if the if the game is in Trubisky's hands, they're going to be in trouble, which you don't like to say about your quarterback. Actually, Rami, uh, I believe uh, I believe Bears' vent line had a few things to say on the Score 670 and WGN Radio in Chicago after last night's debacle. Bum, bum, bum. 
Hi, guys. I got two short questions for you. Number one, why isn't Matt Nagy getting more of the blame instead of Mitch Trubisky? And number two, before the season started, knowing of Mitch Trubisky's past struggles, would you be more confident into signing Nick Foles, who's a former Super Bowl MVP, or taking another chance on Mitch Trubisky? Because that was an option. That was totally an option, guy. Thanks for the call. Guy. Guy. Oh, I'm sure he was four claws deep. <laughs> you can't live the claw life and then criticize those who do and call WGN. <laughs> oh, there's more. Cool. You know, it, it, it's not the end of the season. I mean, that's that's one thing that we have to say is it's not the end of the season. There's still a long way to go. You know, bright spot, Panero, he makes his field goal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Was that James Big Cat Williams? Yeah. Is that who I just heard yeah. right there? I saw James Big Cat Williams once at a uh, old country buffet. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Dude was doing damage. Dude was doing some serious Like how much damage? damage? Like serious, like he should have just pulled up a chair to the buffet table type of damage. <laughs> this dude was doing wow. serious damage. And I don't know, I'm, I don't know if he's still married or not, but was with his wife at the time. And you guys, do you guys, are you guys remember James Big Cat Williams of the Chicago Bears played like in the 90s? I remember the name. Huge dude. Gigant, like giant man. Yeah. His wife, tiny. Teeny tiny little woman, like I don't know. I look at couples like that. And I'm like, how? How does that work? Right. Yeah. Were you trying to figure it out? <laughs> I mean, not. I didn't go up to him and ask him. I wasn't like drawing models, but the thought certainly crosses my mind of how does that even work? How does it work? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I derailed the show. Sure, we can't use that clip that we emailed you, Mackie. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> no. No. no yeah. Hey, you know what? Sideline conversations are not rare, okay? Oh, Abort mission. Abort mission. You yeah. guys don't have that, that that thought never runs to your mind when you see a couple that with that disparity in size? Of like how does that even how I don't know. All right. Yeah, I uh Okay. Yeah, I do a little Mental exercise. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember Shaq was with uh, Hoops. Yeah, Shawnee. Shawnee. Yeah, she called herself Hoops, and I was like, "How? What?" She's like up to his waist. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, I think Thank we you, should. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I think we should go to break on the all-new Score North. <laughs> as long as we last. Mobile app. <laughs> Let's talk about TCL TVs, America's fastest-growing TV brand. I'm sitting in a studio right now. <laughs> the in disparity Washington, in size between Shaq and his girlfriend, crystal clear on a TCL yeah, TV. Really, really is, really is crystal clear. Yeah, I'm actually sitting in a studio right now with it looks to be at least five monitors here in DC. Love these studios, but I don't think these are TCL TVs. Uh, my picture quality here is. Uh, it, it feels like I'm in the 1950s here. It's like it's black and white. It's a box TV. Uh, that's pretty much what all TVs look like when you size them up against TCL. So TCL. You get the best combination of price, picture quality, and now sound quality, too, with the TCL Alto soundbar. And also, in terms of connectivity to streaming platforms, you get 5,000-plus streaming channels and 500,000-plus movies and TV show episodes. Uh, If you're you're a cord cutter out there and TCL is not on your radar, you're making a mistake. Go check one out at any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities or go to TCL.com. 
USA.com. Rap with Roycey on the other side here. Mackie and Jeb with Robbie. 541 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download. Mike Zimmer had his press conference before he was getting ready to play the Falcons this weekend, and he was asked about Stefan Diggs, whether he would play or not. His answer was short and sweet. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. He was also asked if he watched the game last night. He didn't have much to say either about it. A little bit of it. Um, yeah. Wish both, both would have lost. So do a lot of Vikings fans. <laughs> Zimmer. Good in, one. Is, yeah. He's in short order today with Zimmer. That's been your score note download. Now back to the final segment of the week of Mackie and Judd with Rami as Judd is dancing. Is that what that was? I think so. We're on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Coming up at 6 o'clock, catch the scoop with uh, with Doogie. And joining him at 620 will be Mike Tice, former Vikings. Tice! Yeah, so that's right here on Score I got, on 1500. Hello, Patrick Royce. Time to wrap with Royce. I got news for Zimmer. They both both teams did lose, as did the NFL. That was a very uh, you know both teams were losers last night. I would say that wasn't the most entertaining of football games. But Pat, last time we I, talked, to- I, I I actually was on a on a uh, airplane and was able to watch it most of the way, which is quite an improvement in airplane technology. And uh, I am glad that we are now calling more holding penalties. We didn't have enough plays last night in the NFL. Let's. Let's add five more, five or six more. I hate Tony Corrente, by the way. He's one of those jackasses that tells his crew to, when in doubt, throw the flag, instead of when in doubt, don't throw the flag. And they love him. They think he's their best. They love the fact that he throws 30 flags a game. Uh, uh, Pots on all their houses, they say. (laughs) I miss Ed Hockley. That's who I miss. That's right, but he wasn't nuts. He just liked to show off his guns. This this guy's like an officious. He's got to be a high school superintendent or something. He? <laughs> I think he's Pop, a lawyer. Pop I think he's or, actually a lawyer in his in his downtown. Ah, uh, yeah, he's probably he's a, probably a hedge fund lawyer or something. What a jackass! <laughs> anyway, Pat, last time we talked, you said you were trying to leave Boston before Martin Perez took the mound. You couldn't bring uh-huh. yourself to watch that again. Turns out you missed a pretty good one by Martin Perez, unless they had that on the plane. Too. I, I uh, by the way, no, they did not have that on the plane. But uh, you know, when I landed, I texted out, uh, I tweeted out, "Who pitched today? Who pitched instead of Mar- Martin Perez? Martin Perez today? Who did they sneak in there?" No, uh, I don't take responsibility for that because that game, by all accounts, was haunted. That it was just the weirdest game ever, right? Nine twins get nine walks, score two runs. Nine walks and score two runs. Uh, you know, I don't know. I can't. I can't take responsibility. Sometimes baseball games are too strange for common sense, aren't they? Well, absolutely. But how how about the play? Rosario threw a, a P to the plate on on one hop. But I also thought to myself, I wouldn't have been surprised, Patrick, one bit if that throw had sailed behind the first base dugout because it's Eddie. Well, a Twins official who shall go unnamed, and I'm hearing this secondhand, yep. uh, was uh, asked uh, his level of amazement at a guy being able to take a ricochet off the fence, turn around, and without really looking, throw a bullet to home plate. And uh, that official said, "Well, Eddie's well experienced at throwing, overthrowing the cutoff man." So, <laughs> this is true. 
it, it, was, it was almost cut off, not not in the outfield or close to the close to the outfield, no. but uh, Jonathan Scope, I think it was, or no, it was C.J. Crone had a glove down to try and, and cut it off, and at the last second pulled it up wisely because they got the runner at home. That that is, and I said this too on Twitter. That is the reason that we put up with this dump called Fenway Park because of the ge- geometry of this place is fantastic. No place else. Well, actually, no place else. That's just a fly ball to left field, right? You're out. Yeah. Uh, and that ball. But no place else do you get a, a ricochet play like that where the, the left fielder is going to be close enough to have a chance to throw a guy out at the plate with, with a hop, you know, with a one hop throw. That's because he's only throwing the ball from like 280, 290 there. It's the like a deep shortstop, Pat. <laughs> Yeah, well, when it's about yeah, the wall, there's probably three twenty, maybe. So, but he takes the ricochet, so it's just, you know, he's three hundred five feet from a, you know, no place else can you make that throw. And that's what makes Fenway so great. That that wall is fantastic. The ball goes up in the air. You don't know if it's going to be uh, out one foot away from a big old high fly that everybody goes, uh, or it's going to hit halfway up, or it's going to go up in the seats. It's, it's it's the greatest invention in baseball history, the wall. Mackey, who's in uh, D.C., he jumped off right before you came on, Patrick. But uh, he started off the show by basically saying that this series, this weekend at Target Field, no big deal because this thing is a rat. He said, and I quote, even if the Indians win all six games, this thing is over. That's the one. That's the one caveat. When I say it's over, if the Indians take all six, this is a race all over again, isn't it, Pat? I say that if uh, the, if the Indians win three here, and then you're playing the Nationals, and then you're going there, anyone who's uh, silly enough to think that uh, the, the Twins are still a cinch, if uh, it's three and a half, and you're going to get ready to play the Nationals, is uh, I've lost respect for them as a baseball genius. <laughs> Are you saying the Mackey's lost his fastball? Well, yeah, and for good reason. I mean, he's got a lot of meetings to go to, and he doesn't get to watch as much baseball. <laughs> a lot of conferences to attend. So, Are you, know, you saying that meetings be, might be a waste of people's time, Pat? <laughs> Never! No, I'm not. Did I say that? I did not say we that. Never. I, I think meetings are the lifeblood of America I just, right I now. Just, I just said his responsibilities have <laughs> kind of caused him his baseball watching time, I would say. That's all I'm saying. All right. That's all I'm saying. I'm not making any comments. I think I think meetings, yeah, I'm with you. I think we need more meetings. That's uh, that's very good. You, you, of course, were at the Star Tribune, Judd, when we started the storytelling meetings. Remember those? That uh, get about eight people together for three days to plan a story instead of getting in the car and driving out to the place and getting her done in about three hours. So, yep. I, I was, but I don't, I think the storytelling days are over now. That's, that's one good, that's one good thing about newspapers and reduced manpower. If you get your own ideas, you just go do it. You don't worry about talking to 12 people for three days, of course. Yes. Cause yes, you got to vet yes. the process out. Uh-huh. I, I of so, course was uh, at, at the strip pat when, when we went to the great team, uh, deal the system right. So instead of you know mm-hmm. you, you you had your boss or whatever, you now were part of, of a team. Which until then I always thought just applied to sports and that not the business world. Yeah. But I learned I was yeah, wrong. That was uh, that was uh, that was a beauty. My teammates were Ashburn and Barrero. There was a little sarcasm to go in place in that in that thing. But we had to. You remember, you had three man teams, and you had to come up with a scenario of 
of what would produce great journalism yes. or some damn thing. That was the goofiest thing of all. That's the closest I've come back to drinking gin again <laughs> after attending one of those. I've been sober since 81, but whatever that was, that's the most I was tempted to start drinking. A lot of bars around there. Could have easily fallen off the wagon. Uh, yes, yes, I could have. Yes, I could have. Anyway, what a win, though, man. That's uh, I'm winning two out of three there. You're 48 and 24 on the road. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Dave, I pointed this out. They've won more on the road than the Orioles and Tigers have won. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it is. Yeah, and, and they, hey, Pat, what, give, give me an estimation on the just win or lose. The fun, compelling games that this team has played this year. Because oh, yeah. 10 15. Yeah. Well, it started with that uh, homestand in what, was it the end of July, you know, with that, with that White Sox. Uh, who else was in on that one? No, the Yankees. Uh, Oakland? Oh, the, the, it started with that Oakland-Yankees seven games. Those seven games there yep. were fantastic. And, uh, you know, six of the seven were like, what in the hell is going on here? And uh, were great. And then since then, there's been 15 of them at least, and, of course, two in Boston. Now, you don't have to win all those to be great. I've never – I've never, I've always said, you know, that, you know, just the home team doesn't have to win for it to be a great game. And they've had, you know, 15 of those uh, – you know, great games. I've always said one of the greatest football games ever in Minnesota was the Falcons-Vikings game in uh, 99, and everybody gets mad. But that was a great football game, and both teams played their ass off. And everybody wants to be mad about it. But uh, now last night, if I was a Bears fan, I would have a hard time declaring that as a hard, good, hard-nosed, great game. What was wrong with your uh, quarterback, by the way? I had hopes for him last year, Robbie. What the hell happened? I wish I had answers about what happened last night, but don't give up all hopes. I, I think I think they booed him off the field about three times. There's still hope there. He's not going to be Tom Brady, but I don't think he's destined to be Christian Ponder either. There's a lot of space in between those two. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I really loved the running back from Iowa State. What I saw from him it might have been a good idea to give him the ball a couple more times after uh, after the you know the way he looked early. Man, does he have good feet? Holy cow! Yeah, I really but, like uh, Montgomery. How do you how do you like the Vikings' chances this weekend, Pat? They'll win. Okay, they'll win, won't they? If they lose that one, they better yeah start sending out resumes. No, Falcons at home. Falcons aren't that good. You know, Falcons. <laughs> when's the last time the Falcons were good? When they blew the they haven't recovered from Super blowing Bowl. the Super Bowl yet. They haven't, mm-hmm. they haven't recovered from that. That Quinn's. Quinn's got to be done if they uh, don't do something this year. But they they, oh, yeah. they aren't very good. I don't think. I don't think they're very good. Except- hey, how about Antonio? Our guy Antonio wins. Take that back, Mike Mayock, you idiot. <laughs> well, and how how does Mike Mayock survive now? Because basically, Gruden said he's playing. He he's playing Sunday, so he Mike Mayock doesn't stand a chance. Yeah, it's a Monday night game too. You think ESPN's happy about that? They got Gruden back, and they got. Yep. Antonio and did, is that what everybody's saying that uh that uh, Gruden overruled him? Well Gruden came out t- today and said he's playing, so he clearly did. I know he's playing, yeah. Well he probably did. That's fantastic. But it should it should. Mike Mayock, you're right. Just go back to T V, dude. Yeah, well, I mean you gotta you, you know, you gotta swallow your pride and uh and uh say uh I was hearing that if they lost the if they lost the uh, the appeal that obviously would be made to an arbitrator mm-hmm. on this uh, what con- conduct detrimental, 
mm-hmm. they would have it, it had released them. They wouldn't have the player, and they'd be out twenty nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. So, at some point, uh, common sense had to uh, had to enter the picture. But I do love fans; they all support. Nobody supports the player; they always support management of the NFL. I don't quite get that from the fans. Uh, but you know, Antonio's goofy, but so what? That's what we like. We like goofies, don't we? Like goofy. I think so. And Oakland knew exactly what God, they were we, getting. We we elected one president for God's sake. We elected goofy president. So what the hell? Somebody I mean, uh, must like goofy. Somebody tweeted me, Pat, and said, "I the only place I've heard anybody take Antonio Brown's side in this whole thing of all the sports I listen to and watch is Score North. Like people are so perplexed by somebody who thinks and says something differently than what they're used to getting from Talking Heads." Oh yeah, they were. I was watching a little ESPN uh, roundtable because uh, the, the the gal that hosted is my girlfriend, even though she doesn't know. And uh, so I was watching that, and they were all. You could tell they were all very upset that uh, Antonio was going to get a chance to play the the, the panel, which because I'm sure had been you know vilifying him for uh, weeks. It uh, was very upset. So right. the panel was upset at Antonio, or at the, the fact that Antonio was going to play. That Antonio was oh, going okay. to play, and how terrible this would be for team chemistry. And they think anybody in there gives, you know, is upset because Antonio didn't like his helmet. To, you know, I mean, they no. they don't care. We we keep, you know, Judd and I have talked about this before. The idea that players are spending a lot of time dwelling on what's happening with other people is crazy. You know, they just care about themselves. And that's okay, I'm ten. Antonio won one against management. They like that. They like to see management lose. I want to see Antonio go nuts on uh, on Carr. That's what I want. That's my final great wish. When when Derek uh, doesn't get him the football or something. That's that's the sideline meltdown I want. What do you got against Derek Carr? I don't think he's that good. You don't good. even know Derek Carr. Why would you be mad at him? <laughs> I'm not mad at him. I want to see Antonio Brown go nuts on him. I think it'll be great fun. <laughs> okay. I want All chaos, right. Pat. You know me. Yeah, well, that's true. That is true. Uh, so uh, I'm at the ball yard. You heading to the ball yard? Uh, either of you guys. I'll be at the, the yard. yard. I'm headed to Milwaukee okay. to go to a. Yeah, another he's going ball to the yard, Brewers Patrick. Cub Series. Yeah, well, your Brewers are dead, dead dogs. I'm a Cubs fan, Pat. How about how, how, how do you? Oh, that's right, you're a Cubs fan. Cubs are playing good, but the Cardinals are like unconscious. Oh, right no. now. Oh, don't bring up the Cardinals. It's crazy. No, Rodgers, they're hot right the now. I'll, I can deal with facts about the Cardinals, just not people praising them. They're I think the well. Cardinals. I, I think the Cardinals manager might be the manager of the year. I don't even know what the hell his name is. Mike Schilt. Schlitz or Schiltz or something. S H I L D T. Yeah, he's done a very nice job. He's done a very good job. Okay. I'll see you at the yard, Patrick. All right. See you, boys. See you. Bye. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate it, sir. You're headed to the yard? I'm going to go to the yard, yeah. I'm going to watch the... Uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little mad at myself. I'm not going to lie. What'd you do? For, for getting these tickets on this weekend. Because I'd like to get out to Target Field well, this can, week. Can That's you watch the Mikey's series. game on Sunday? I'll, I'm going the... to DVR it. I just want to be on my couch watching week one of the NFL. And yeah, why did you do this? You did this I to never, yourself. I, on... didn't, I didn't put two and two together. Well, wait, all you got to do is pick up. A, you know what? If you bought a newspaper and looked at the dates, you would have known this. It's the only place. Where but you, you relied schedules. on the internet, and the internet let you down. Only place See? where you can get scared. You kids today, you got this internet thing, and it doesn't always work out for you. Viking Bent Line Sunday. Mackie and Judd with Rami will be back Monday. Get the score North Mobile. Bye, That's everybody. Awesome. 
You remind me of these things after I say stupid stuff.